I'm Mahala and you are watching 110 Football. For welcoming us into the first ever playoff edition of LAFC 360. I'm Vince LaRosa. With me, Connor Klopsis, Christian Philly Philemon, and all of you in the chat, Leonardo, Josie, Thickety Wickets, Faithful, Jose, Jesse, all of you. I, I can't shout out all of you. I'm sure there's people that are not even in the chat yet or getting busy in the chat, but please do. The busier you are, the more fun this will be. What's up to Daniel as well? Uh, guys, uh, like I said, first ever playoff edition of LFC 360. And of course, of course, it's against the Galaxy. So uh, just real quick take on being a part of a playoff edition of LFC 360 from both of you. I feel like I could have predicted who it was going to be way early on. I feel like it's just that's how it's meant to be, right? Mm-hmm. Philly? Boys, it's great to be with you today. It's uh, it's very clear that our invitations to the Ballon d'Or were lost in the mail. But, you know, whatever. Who the heck wants to be in Paris right now? Especially this week with a playoff game on Thursday at the bank against our biggest rivals. Yeah, forget Paris. The mecca of football this week is definitely going to be Los Angeles. As we said, LAFC will host the Galaxy in the second round of the 2022 MLS Cup playoffs. We're going to talk all about it. We're going to do it in our normal fashion. But before we do, uh, like you see in the rundown from our producer, Chris, welcome to LAFC 360. Don't forget to like and subscribe and get at us in the chat because that's the way that this show runs. And it's powered by you guys. It'll be a lot more fun. So let's get right into it. Uh, we do a little thing where we uh, talk about usually a game that's going on. We have three big questions. However, there was no game from LAFC because Supporter Shield winners and we have earned the right to have a weekend off. But we're still going to use the format to kind of talk about what happened and what we learned and where did we go from here. Um, so for the what happened, I'm going to leave it to Connor Kolopsis. Connor Kolopsis, what happened this week? Or this weekend, Well, just for, I mean, like, it, it's been a weird last couple of weeks of the regular season because the teams in which who have been fourth and fifth place have kind of changed every week. So there was no real, like, real solid telling on whom we were going to be facing up until kind of decision day. Um, and then those teams were Nashville and the Galaxy. Uh, the Galaxy got their first home playoff match in six years, uh, and they persevered. They got a 1-0 win. I'd say, you know, uh, with credit to how poorly Nashville played, I think they made the Galaxy look a whole lot better than they actually are, but that's besides the point. Uh, we will be playing the Galaxy on Thursday at the bank in the Western Conference semifinals. It's been right. such so a crazy post. Oh, <laughs> go ahead. No, I was going to say, I mean, it was a crazy weekend. I mean, you, you woke up in the morning on Saturday, a 9 a.m. game, which if you're watching international football, you would have been up anyway. FC Cincinnati, a team in which we predicted long time ago on Expansion Mansion, at least I did, uh, as having been the wooden spoon winner at the end of this season, goes in and beats the Red Bull. That's crazy within its own right. Obviously, we have that Nashville Galaxy game, which we're going to be talking about. Real Salt Lake giving Austin a run for their money, and then the most probable win uh, without any surprises was Montreal beating Orlando two to nothing, and we still got a couple more games to go. So postseason has been bonkers already. 
Well, as Connor said, though, that Galaxy game just seemed like fate. Like, it was going to happen, and Nashville definitely helped it along with their style of play. I'll take over what we learned, and I think one of the things that we learned this weekend and from that uh, Galaxy-Nashville game in particular was teams that don't come out and play don't expect to get much out of this playoff. So I'm going to lump... Um, I'm going to lump Orlando in there with Nashville. Two teams that really didn't want to play much, and the both home sides, Montreal and the Galaxy, really took it to them. And like Connor said, I think the Galaxy looked better because of, one, Nashville's unwillingness to really go for it, and two, kind of the starting lineup they put out there. But there was a few things that I think we should learn from this, and I, I want to get your guys' opinion on this as well as the chat. So I'll start with one. Obviously, Ricky Pouge is a big topic. The Galaxy have just one loss since he's come into the team. Uh, they've been very good over the last 10 games, 10, 11 games. Uh, he looked pretty good. Uh, he's very interesting. He He's a player that's very press resistant. Uh, he's going to play in midfield, but he's more like a 10. Uh, he really gets forward and, and drives the team forward with progressive passes, progressive receptions. Uh, he can pick a pass uh, very, very well. And so what I'm wondering about is some matchups. So Ricky Pouge, La Masia uh, graduate, as well as the man that will probably be his opposite number on LAFC, Ilya Sanchez. I want to get your guys' take on what Ilya Sanchez versus Ricky Puj, former Barcelona players, what does it say to you? What, what are we looking at here going into this game against the Galaxy? I mean, coming from the no. same school of, of thought, the Johan Cruyff system at La Masia, uh, these two players are, are well-schooled in the, in the art of football. But that being the case, Ricky's a lot younger. Ricky's a lot faster. And he's proven himself in what, 10 short and 10 games with an MLS that he's a force to be reckoned with. Five foot seven, but he's been a giant in the midfield. You said it. They've only lost one time. Five, one, and five with him. And Chicharito's almost scored half of his goals this season as a result of Pui, uh, Pout. I, I still see Puig. Pooch coming into the uh, into the Galaxy's lineup. So, I mean, he's going to be a player to focus on. But I will say that between the two, I think Pooch is the better midfield. Obviously, the younger and faster one. So, Ilya is going to have to work smarter, not harder. Better well, midfielder, I mean, Connor. I, do you agree? Well, I mean, it's evident that they're not uh, like for like in terms of, of how they play. But I will say... Um, Kind of Ilya Sanchez is, has kind of been a gem for for LAFC, an unexpected gem, I, I think, especially since we lost at Tuesta, and we've talked about it a little bit before. And way back when Jessica Black did that hot take that she doesn't miss at Tuesta, and she thinks Ilya Sanchez may be even better than at Tuesta. Um, so whatever you want to do with that hot take, uh, do it. But I, you know, I I think Ilya one has been one of our, our our best players this year, but also he's definitely going to earn that paycheck in this playoff game. So he's gonna have a uh, he's gonna have everything cut out for him at this game. Yeah, I think you saw it. So the goal that was called back uh, when uh, Galaxy got the one kind of odd man break is four v two. Ilya is really gonna have to be that balance when LAFC goes forward in breaking up plays because if they if Puj gets out on the ball and he's running with odd man you know, odd numbers, he's going to find somebody. It's likely going to be Chicharito, and it's likely going to end up in a goal. So that's something I, I really want to keep my eye on. I want to move us to one more matchup that I think is going to be very important for this game. Look, there's matchups all over the field, uh, obviously, but these are the kind of the two that I, I, I would keep my eye on. Um, I'm sure some people in the chat have some other ones, but my other one is is Chicharito, who's their other player that basically if Puj and Chicharito are playing well and they're the best players in this game, then likely Galaxy win this game. And if they're not, likely LAFC win the game. I think that's where I'm breaking it down. But I'm just curious because we, we're so 
we're pretty much set with Giorgio Chiellini probably being one of the starting center backs uh, in this game. And he's been so good. But I think this is the first time he's really going to come up against a player whose movement is much better than a lot of the forwards that he's gone up against. So what are your guys' thoughts on the movement of Chicharito and the way he actually is a lot of times a decoy just because he's so active and how Giorgio Chiellini is going to stack up against him. It's like it's two footballing brains that are very smart in the way that they go about things. And I'm just I'm just curious how you guys see who gets the upper hand, who has the advantage in, the, in this one. Giorgio Chiellini is a player who's played with the best of the best and has played against the best of the best. Um, yes, as of recently, he's played the likes of Teal Bunbury, who happened to score, <laughs> score against us in Nashville, and a, a plethora of other domestic uh, strikers in this league. But look, um, Chiellini's been a revelation for, for LAFC in the back. I think there's been so many times, I'd even say in the, the last time we faced the Galaxy in the playoffs, certain situations in which you don't trust your center backs to be able to deal with a, a player like Ibrahimovic, a player of uh, uh, that much danger, right? A player like Chicharito. But I don't think I have been as confident as I am currently uh, with him being our, our quarterback uh, in the back, if that makes sense. I'm Billy, He's got that reputation. Oh. <laughs> well, I, want to, I want to just move it along here. Philly, your podcast latents. partner, JR, has asked who's going to start next to him. Murray's been, Murray sat out uh, last match because of a yellow card accumulation. So now he's been on his off his feet for a little bit. So maybe may a little rusty. And I want to ask you, if we're talking about, again, a guy like Chicharito who can be physical but is not overly physical. He's more about his movement and his, his instincts off the ball. Do you start Murray or do you start Segura with Chiellini? What's your, what's your path to success in that center back duo? No, I mean, I've been Murray Leaney as far as my two center backs for the duration of the season. That's who I feel gives us the best chance. Obviously, if Murray finds himself in some difficult positions or isn't playing well, you got steady Eddie Segura who can come in off the bench and obviously make up for any of the deficiencies. Chiellini, a hard-nosed player. We know that from his history that he doesn't have a problem tussling with players. My big concern, though, in that matchup with him and a Chicharito would be, unfortunately, that who's on the sideline. Whoever pro is putting in there, and you know the acronym that I like to use for pro referees, is pretty rancid officiating. Chicharito, living in L.A., has taken some acting classes because it seems like any time the most minimal amount of contact occurs, he is on the ground flopping, screaming for bloody murder as if he got shot by somebody in the rafters. So that's something that people are going to need to look out for. Obviously, if we have a referee that doesn't take a look at the VAR, doesn't do his job properly, Chicharito's going to have the advantage. But like Connor said, Chiellini's played against some of the best in the world, and Chicharito is not one of the best in the world. So I would give that advantage to Chiellini. Taking my uh, normal spot that Chicharito holds as the most annoying player to watch off the ball when he flops around and yells at referees this week, is actually Felipe from Austin. Stop asking for handballs. Just driving me completely nuts. And then he hops on Twitter and goes, hey, keep doubting us. You beat the number seven team after being a man up for 60 minutes and had to go in PK. So Felipe, you're topping the list. Not one person (laughs) doubted them, Vince. Not one person (laughs) doubted them. But Felipe is definitely topping the list. And and, uh, it looks like a lot of people in the chat are are with you, Philly. They're looking to Murray. Also, I love the chat. Chris asked about resetting of yellow cards. And the chat was already on it. Resets. So thank you, chat. You're doing doing our job. I love you, guys. The chat is knowledgeable. You got to love. That's why we have good conversations. You guys have been here a while. As uh, I I believe it was uh, who who was saying uh, thank you for Joseph. 
Joseph, you're welcome. He was saying thank you guys for all the content we've done all season long as we're going in the playoffs. Joseph, you're welcome. And like we said, this it's more fun with the chat and a knowledgeable chat makes it more fun for us because then we can bounce ideas instead of having to correct things. So you guys are awesome. I'm going to move us, keep moving us along though. Philly, you have the final question, which I believe is going to be the most important question for the week. Where do we go from here? We know the matchup, but tell me what, like it's Monday. What should I expect as we count, as we tick by the minutes to Thursday? A lot of anxiety, obviously, because it's an important game. Regardless of whether it was the Galaxy or Nashville, I'm mildly nervous because our season all comes down to one game. Where do we go from here? We go through the Galaxy on Thursday. But this isn't the same Galaxy team that we saw earlier in the season. Fourth time playing them, our 17th time overall. But both teams look completely different. But where LAFC needs to go is over the Galaxy and into the next round. Because after the weekend that we witnessed, let's face it, Soccer is the sport in L.A. Baseball is no longer going to be a thing. The Rams had a tough time against the Panthers. I don't know if they're going to be a thing. Lakers preseason has been anything but splendid. So the best ticket in town, the best game in town is L.A. scene. Where we need to go is above our rivals on our way to the MLS final. I'm worried that if the first man of Rams fans, because your wife is, of course, the first lady of Rams fans, is worried about Rams. Uh-oh. <laughs> Bad news for the Rams. I know, Connor, you, you bristle at that a little bit. This is also not you know, NFL talk. But why do you have to bring that up? Why, why do you have to bring me into it, Vince? Come on now. You could have just like, it was moved a, us along. Because it was a chance to use the word bristle, and I'm looking at your mustache. Okay, sure. You're the type of guy who not only stabs, but then like twists the dagger. You just want to <laughs> see how far you can push people, right? Yeah. I know you, love Vince. Me. Why people? Why I'm just such a lovable personality on Twitter and off, <laughs> especially on Twitter. <laughs> but I'm wondering, uh, chat. By the way, we're, when we move on from here, we're going to go into uh, your questions. So start getting your questions in. Uh, one to ten level of anxiety going into this match. You know, I'm at like eleven or twelve, uh, just because I just I. This game's never about the game. Like the Galaxy literally have nothing to lose here. They've already won MLS cups, and they'll remind you of that ad nauseum until forever and ever and ever. Uh, it's funny because they want so badly to win one while we're actually in the league, but they don't care to mention that part of it. All of them have been won before LFC was even around. So why would I care about your cups that I couldn't even win? But they've got that. Uh, they probably shouldn't be here. If it wasn't for Pooj, they probably wouldn't be. So they're they're just living on borrowed time or uh, playing with house money, as you would say. Uh, and Max Bredos points this out, rightfully so. The LAFC has beaten the Galaxy at bank before. They've also done it in the playoffs, obviously 2019, as as Philly alluded to. Uh, but they've never beaten them at Dignity, and this game will not be at Dignity. So it's like, who cares? And and the Galaxy have won games at Dignity, so that's what that's what raises my levels up because I feel like at the end of the day, I'll be sitting with you guys or whatever. We'll be looking back, and hopefully it'll be on a win. But I doubt we'll be talking about some kind of stellar movement or third man runs or something like that. It'll all be about just like the energy and atmosphere, which is fine. And I think that's great for the game, but I just, it's never about the game. I, I It's going to be enough. Like, this is just how it, people I'm not, I don't want to appreciate the galaxy too much, but this rivalry itself has been nothing short of, I'd say the best rivalry in MLS. People can argue um, for what they believe is the best rivalry in MLS, but I can't help but feel every single time this matchup happens. It's it's emphasized now because we're in the playoffs and it's only happened three times, including the Open Cup, but 
I feel like every time after the game happens, you're right. We're, we're not looking at X's and O's. We're saying, what just happened? Not only about the atmosphere, not only about the game, but just everything in between. And I just, I don't know. To your, to your question, Vince, where are my nerves at? I, I want to try to be as zen as possible, but as soon as one goal goes in for either team, the heart's going to be beating a little bit faster. So I'm going to try to be cool, calm, collected this time, but uh, you just know when the, the, the whistle blows, it uh, changes. Philly, 1 to 10. 20. I mean, I, I love this club. I've been, we've all been a part of it since there wasn't even a Bank of California stadium since we were raising up red, white, and black scarves that just said Los Angeles Football Club. This team means the world to me, not just from an X's and O's perspective, but it's literally given myself and my wife, like our social network within Los Angeles. It's visceral. It's pride. There's a lot on the line. And the matchup is going to be even more intense than it would have been against Nashville. Why? Because they hate us and we hate them. We think we're number one. They think we're number one. But both teams want to raise that one finger to pretty much describe exactly which number on the finger they think they are. Um, I'm, ter- I'm I'm nervous. And it just means that I care. One way or another, we're going to see what happens just this week. It's going to take forever to get to Thursday. And I think that's the part that really bothers me is that we have to wait this long. But we, we had a bye. It wasn't as relaxing because obviously we're watching our other uh, competitors play. But... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous because I care. I love this team. I want us to succeed. You talk about the Galaxy looking and resting upon past laurels, a time period when they hoisted trophies where there was 10 teams and they had, what, a 10% chance of winning every year? It took them five years to hoist their first MLS Cup. And if they want to constantly remind us that they're the first to five on their race to SACE, we're in year five. If we do what we're meant to do, what this team's striving to do, then we'll only start replicating them in that perspective. But... Yeah, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm at a 20, man. I care. I want this MLS Cup more than anything. I mean, bouncing off that from our our anxiety scale to this good question, and I'll remind you guys it's time for fan questions. From Craig, uh, from a neutral media view, which team is the favorite? Has to be LAFC. I think so. Um, Not just, I mean, if you want to get right down to their positions in the regular season. LAFC won the Sporter Shield. Had a better record all year. Uh, Galaxy's in, in a little bit of better form, but, I mean, I think the odds are 100% in LAFC's favor. Yeah, I mean, we don't lose often at home, obviously, the no. final game of the season notwithstanding. Uh, I I mean, I think that, obviously, everything that, you know, the Galaxy actually are in form, but they're not necessarily, they're playing well, but I don't think they're they're you know, dominating teams the way that LAFC and Philly were at times. So I think that playing well gives them an edge and normally they're not playing well coming into this. And then they up their game as they always do against LAFC. Yeah. But I think just being at home, you got to get, and then LAFC's body work throughout, you got to give LAFC a little bit of the edge, but ultimately I, I think it's, it's like 55, 45. It's not really much um, there. Cause then you, you add in the layoff, like Philly said, they're just, there's so many things that you can stack in either way, and I just think that then the they LFC just a little bit higher uh, in that regard. Uh, Philly, impulsive Josie asks, who's the front three? I mean, I, I, I Bale, not Bale. I'm sorry, Bale. I think is going to score, but he's not starting. Uh, it's going to okay. be Vela. Chicho and Denny Buanga. That's who I feel is going to give us the best opportunity to start this game. Yep, no doubt. Yeah. 
Damn. So a lot of chat going back and forth there, and it started with LAFC Edge. Galaxy have made better moves in the offseason with Pooj and Brugman, which I don't know if you mean offseason Edge or just the summer window, because uh, then you include Delgado. They've got one of the best midfields in MLS, if not the best at the moment. I would agree they've got a, a very balanced midfield, but did they make the better moves in the offseason or even the total? You can add in both windows. I, I don't necessarily think so, because... They needed those moves yeah. just to bail them out of where they were. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think that that's a very positive trend for the Galaxy. You don't see them making signings like I haven't seen them make signings like the the, the profile and caliber of players that they've signed uh, in the summer window in a couple of years, right? Like I, I haven't seen them make moves like that in a while, and I think that's aka very smart healthy. moves. Yeah. Smart moves, right? Competent <laughs> moves. Um, so I, in, in a way, like, I don't, I hate them, but you want them to be as good as <laughs> they can be, right? It makes for a good rivalry. Um, so no, I'm like, it's going to, I want to see both midfields go at it. I think LFC has one of the best midfields in Kellen Acosta, Elias Sanchez, and Jose Cifuentes. If those three are going up against Delgado, Brugman, and Puig, uh, Pooch, whatever you want to call them, um, that's an exciting game. Those are six really good central midfielders. Yeah, very balanced between the two. I, I mean, I would say on form, yeah, the Galaxy look better um, and they're a little sexier. But I, I like if you just stack them up, though, those three against those three, I, I definitely say they're pretty even. But Philly and Edge has clarified the summer summer transfer window. So we're talking about Pouge, Caceres, uh, Brugman versus, you know, Bale, Teo, Bawanga, Chiellini. I don't know. I think... I, you know, like they've they've hit on all their guys, but I think if you stack it up, I mean, the only one that we're, we're we've been talking about week in week out is Gareth Bale, not living mm-hmm. up to the hype per se. Teo hasn't played as much, but they haven't needed him to play as much. It's kind of clo- it's still closer than I think people are making out to be. Yeah, I, yeah, I would say so, but I think our bench is a lot deeper. We have more tools uh, than they do. Yeah, the midfields are rather alike. From a passing percentage-wise, the Galaxy edges our boys. Obviously, Brugman coming in a little later in the season kind of skews that statistic. But but Ricky Pooch is he's been he's been a solid player and a very fun guy to watch. I know when the uh, the Galaxy signed him, there were so many people that weren't thrilled about this because it wasn't a big name signing. They felt that he was just a, like a Barcelona dropout, a kid who liked to party a little too much. He's going to continue on with this activity in L.A., but he's been a really, really solid player. But, I mean, if we're looking at our bench, and I'm and I'm Steve Chirundolo, and I'm like, all right, I need some offensive firepower. Hey, uh, Gareth, uh, can you please step onto the pitch? I mean, that's the death knell right there. And the most mm-hmm. unspoken about player, Mahala, one of our leading scorers, one of the most unbelievable diamonds in the rough we have so, so much more offensive firepower than they do. They've got Chicharito, who's having an MVP-esque season with 18 goals. But other than that, Jovalich, that's their other main score. Their third leading score is uh, Costa with four goals. We have so many players on this team that can contribute, whether they start or whether they come off the bench. So while, yes, the Galaxy have had a better run of form as of late, LAFC still is the better team on paper. Vegas feels that we're the better team on paper, and we have home field advantage. I don't care if it's the 17th time we played. I don't care if they've won two games uh, this season. We're the better team. They've improved dramatically, but they are lucky to be here. 
What makes them dangerous, though, is they have nothing to lose. And we have everything to lose. We are number one with a massive bullseye on our back. Fair. Shout out to Nelson, by the way. Wear your LAFC gear and get discounts at Caveman Kitchen. Uh, Connor and I have both eaten at Caveman Kitchen. It's fantastic. So definitely eat there anyways, but wear your LAFC gear and you get a discount. So do that. One final question before we move on. And I, I saw this earlier. This was from Leonardo, and I don't think he was necessarily asking a question per se, just kind of pointing out that Pooj and Chicharito are the two to stop. But I'm wondering from you guys, Connor and Philly, uh, who is the who is like the number one? You got to stop him. And like, if you have to pick, I got to stop Pooj or I got to stop Chicharito. Who do you have to stop if, to be successful? If their playoff game against Nashville has told anybody anything, it's most definitely Ricky Pooch. He's, I mean. You need this midfield three to lock him and the rest of their midfield down. You cannot give him the time and space to pull off those amazing passes that he is very much capable of. You know, uh, I see some people saying, you know, uh, maybe he isn't as good as we're saying he is. Maybe he is really good, but, you know, give credit where credit is due. He is a very good player, but we have to be able to counteract that, right? Um, Mm -hmm. So he is the player that you have to lock down regardless. of what Chicharito's doing. Because I actually think if you lock him down, Chicharito's useless. I completely agree. I mean, Chicharito's playing the same role that he's played his entire career, that of a poacher. This isn't a guy who's going to be creative and do things. He's going to score when the ball gets fed to him. And while people are saying maybe Pooch isn't good, within 10 games, the kid has three goals and five assists. That's a pretty decent body of work for a limited amount of time within a team and within a league. So I definitely think you lock him down, nothing's going to happen. Obviously, if there's some shot crazy deflection, Chicharito all of a sudden becomes more of a threat. But if you you can suffocate Pooch if you can, you know, cut off the carotid artery that is the Galaxy's midfield. I don't think Chicharito will shine. Pooch is the player to watch. See, I'm going to go opposite. I don't think there's any one right answer, but I'm going to go to your point, Philly. It's like if Chicharito doesn't score, who scores for this team? And for me, yes, Pooch is obviously his main facilitator, but the guy scores in all different ways. He'll score like just junk goals if he needs to, and goals change games, and goals in this game definitely changed games. I can't remember who pointed out, but it was they said, you know, LAFC really just needs to finish. If LAFC had finished in any of the games we had talked about where they hadn't won, it, it, you know, it, it, early finishing, not even like the later finishing to, to tie the game or, or go ahead, just the way that the Galaxy seem to always find that early goal and how it changes the game. So I'm actually going to say it's Chicharito, and I think if, if Pooj is pinging the ball around and, and that's what he does, that's fine. But if it's not, if you're not scoring as a result of it, so I don't know. There's no there's no right answer. There's there's really not. JR asks uh, about uh, what do you, uh, what do you call it when you look to mark one mid relentlessly? They call it a box and one in basketball. It's just man marking. You just send a guy and he's your shadow. LAFC's not really prone to do that. Although if it is going to be anyone, it'll go back to what we talked about earlier. I think it'll be his former his not former because they they're much older. But La Masia counterpart uh, in Ilya Sanchez would probably be the one that's kind of. It has to do that, but I, I just don't think they will because LFC's not LFC's midfield is for pressing everyone and for filling in the spaces that the front three leave open and then just kind of recycling the ball. Whereas Galaxy's midfield is much more you got two guys that fill in for Pooj and Pooj is gonna one that pulls the string. So it's it's very interesting. I do think the midfield matchups probably are what dictate this game and see you know what ultimately is the as the finish of this game. But thank you guys for your fan questions. That's been great. You guys are great. These were great questions, obviously leading into 
playoffs, all good questions uh, as we're all thinking about pretty much the same things. I think we're all on the same level here. So let's move on to stoppage time. Stoppage time is our chance to basically talk about anything. Uh, and I would like Connor Kolopsis, uh to start us off with his stoppage time. Connor, what do you got for us? We talked about it a little bit. Um, I've praised this rivalry a lot already, uh, and I will continue to do that. Um, you were asking about stress levels, Vince. Um, my stoppage time is buckle up because it's going to be a fun ride. And I, what I mean by that is it's, it's okay to be stressed out. I'm stressed out. I'm anxious for this game. This is a big matchup. There's a high probability that the Galaxy could walk away with a win in the playoffs at the bank. I'm not saying that that is um, definitely not going to happen. But what I will say is LAFC also has just the same chance, if not a better chance, to walk away with a win in the playoffs against the Galaxy. So regardless of what happens, this game is going to be another L.A. blockbuster, and I cannot wait to be a part of it. So for everybody watching and everybody who will be watching that game, enjoy it for what it is. Um, it's going to be very stressful. Uh, it could end badly. It could end great. But that is um, that's that's football, right? And this will hopefully be the first uh, step in the right direction to to MLS Cup. And hopefully, in three games' time, when we lift the trophy, we can we can look back on how we beat our crosstown rivals in the playoffs to get there, and we can rub it in their faces. But Enjoy the moment, enjoy the game, enjoy the rivalry, but buckle up because it's going to be one hell of a stressful game. Well, it's it's like I always say, Connor, that's sports. Like it the is. one that's why we definite, love it. Yeah, the one definite of sports. Look, I, I can tell you there is just one just all-time definite, especially of professional sports. You might win some things, you might get some trophies, you might do a lot of things, but the one thing I guarantee you will do at some point is lose. And that's the way sports are supposed to be. That's why this is so compelling. So, Connor, I, I love that that take. Like, try to enjoy it the best you can. And I think the stress is what's going to make, hopefully, the celebration that much better. And also, this that, that's why these games are so memorable, because these are the feelings we have, right? Like, these games are this big of games because we're so stressed, because we're so anxious, because we're so excited for these matchups. And so, you know, this doesn't come around too often, right? Yes, they're going to be playing at the Rose Bowl, we played in the the knockout stages of the U.S. Open Cup, but this 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 level of a, a, a profile match between these two teams doesn't come around often. I, I genuinely mean it when I say the time we beat them in the playoffs, although that didn't didn't lead to us winning MLS Cup, was one of my favorite sporting experiences in my entire life. There was something electric about that night, and and you know, although it was unfortunate we didn't make it to MLS Cup, I still look back on that game so fondly. And of course, that's because it went in our favor, right? Mm -hmm. but I'm just happy that 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 game is back that game is back um so let's let's go all out boys that's why this is why I hate sports but I love them <laughs> but I, I just hate them okay Philly why don't you take why don't you take over while I try to figure out my way back to uh thinking about how <laughs> terrified I'm gonna be uh you were you're were a little bit quiet as we were talking about something because you want to put a finer point on something that we kind of brought up during the fan segment so go ahead take it away uh about uh LAFC and the Galaxy game I mean, both LAFC and the Galaxy have two players that are within the Landon Donovan MVP award. LAFC has Chicho Arango. The Galaxy have Chicharito. 
But I don't think that the battle is going to be won up top. The battle, like we've alluded to, is going to be won by the midfield. That'll be the most important part of this game. Whoever has the better and more efficient midfield will win. While I think overall, collectively, LAFC has the better midfield, I mean, if we're looking at Ilya Sanchez, Kellen Acosta, Jose Cifuentes coming off the bench, you've got somebody like a Latif Blessing. I feel that we're better overall. But I still think that the Galaxy have the best midfielder out of anybody between the two sides. Enrique Pooch. This young man has blown my mind. He's been an exciting player to watch throughout the course of this season. And he has been, a, like you said, a great facilitator to Chicharito. 44% of Chicha's goals have come since Ricky Pooch stepped foot onto Dignity Health Sports Park on August the 19th. You suffocate him, we take care of business. But if he can, like, run circles around Ilya Sanchez, Kellen Acosta, Jose Cifuentes, he's going to be a dangerous, dangerous player to watch. We talked about who's more dangerous between him and Chicharito. I, I will say Jovalich is also a scary person. But that's besides the point. He plays up top. The midfield is what's going to dictate this game because that's what's going to facilitate the unlikely of goal scorers. I obviously know that there's so many people that think that, okay, Chicho's probably going to score. Chicharito's going to probably score. I think a couple of other players that we aren't seeing score regularly will. And as far as LAFC is concerned, I'm talking about Danny Buanga, and I am talking about Gareth Bale. But those guys don't score the goals unless they get fed properly by an efficient midfield. Without the midfield, no t without the midfield, uh, without an efficient midfield, should I say, um, let me retract. The team with the more efficient midfield is going to be the team that's going to win. Yeah, fair. Yeah, I think uh, but, alluded to but but also, you know how everyone, Phil, you know how everyone says defense wins championships. They also say that too, and I, I just have to bring up again the fact that we have the best defender in the league, and I'm going to say that in uh, with confidence, right? Um, that Chiellini is now on our team. That's never been a, a scenario in which we we gone into the playoffs with so um on top of the midfield there's all these elements in place with this team that it's quite truly mls cup or bust right agreed yep if we're no, not going to do it this year if we can't do it this year no right. we, we should be damned if we can't do it this year i mean supporter shield is great getting into CONCACAF champions league is great but without an mls cup to hoist None of it matters right now. That is the most important part of this. We accomplished that. We've accomplished our objectives. We don't, then the season's been a failure. Yeah, and this uh, isn't my stoppage time, but here's kind of a, a bonus take. One thing we haven't even talked about yet, unlike years past when we've all been terrified of playing against the Galaxy because if we get out to a lead, can we hold it? LAFC this season, only three points dropped from a winning position, and that was in Dallas. That was the game where we got an early red card. We got a lead uh, almost out of the blue, uh, actually from Giorgio Chiellini, pass over the top to Chicho, and they just couldn't hold on. Um, so I think that might be something that I'll play into this, and you just got to hope that LAFC can kind of continues to have that kind of mentality. Uh, get on them early, come out come out with no fear, hopefully get a goal, and then you know you got Giorgio Chiellini as your best defender in MLS to hopefully hold that lead. I, I do love that Giorgio said, because uh, we got a chance to talk with him on the podcast, I think a week after that Galaxy game that we won 3-2, to two, but they were up 3-1, to one, he was like, it was a great game, but you got to say, you can't you can't let your rival, you can't go up 3-1 on your rivals and let them get close to getting it to 3-3 three, three, or even 3-2. So he'll be telling them that, reminding them that in the locker room. 
I'll move on to my stoppage time though. And mine is, so last week I gave you guys a wild card for these playoffs and that's for kind of the whole playoffs. And that was Mahala who opened the show for us this week. I'm going to give you the guy that I think is going to be very important for uh, this game in particular. Uh, and if you're a Lakers fan, just follow me here. Uh, you might not be this old of a Lakers fan, but there's a guy back in the day, James Worthy, they used to call him big game James. And the reason why is because in 87 and 88, James Worthy was actually one of the leading scorers for the Lakers and their championship teams. And on that team, he was always overshadowed by a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, a Magic Johnson. So my guy, my big game James guy, or if you're one of, uh, let's, I'll bring it to the present time, but he's not quite as good of a player, just made good shots. Uh, big shot Rob, Robert Ori. But my guy who's going to take that mantle in Los Angeles on Thursday, which, by the way, Clippers and Lakers open their season on Thursday, but everyone will have their eyes on this big game player, Denny Bawanga. And some of you guys have been in the chat talking about Denny, slandering his name a little bit. But remember this, in the biggest game that he's played for LAFC, he scored that goal that won us a supporter shield. That, by far, is the biggest game he's played all year for LAFC. And some people have been saying, you know, Bawanga doesn't care who the Galaxy are. He doesn't. He probably had no clue who they were before coming here. But I'll add on to that in his big game stats. When he played for San Etienne last season, and they got relegated. So remember, not a good team. But they had to play against the top four in France, eight games against the top four in France. Denny scored four goals in eight games, including a game in each, or a goal in each game against PSG. So Denny Bawanga is a big game player. I know that a lot of people, and we've been telling you, this is bait. Don't take the bait from Doyle. He's putting it out there to be like, oh, looks like another Kevin Cabral from France. Guys, don't, <laughs> don't. He's a different player. He's a finished product. I know we even compared him a little bit to Brian Rodriguez. And I said, yeah, they actually are similar players, guys. Like, let's just call it what it is. They're they're pacey wingers that they receive the ball half the field. They beat guys. They eliminate players. And then hopefully they can put a shot on goal or create an assist. But he's just much more the finished product. He was unlucky to not score against Nashville. I still think he's settling in a little bit. But I just, if there's one guy that's not going to be terrified of the Galaxy and anything that the Galaxy have in their back line, including Martin Caceres, who used to play for Juventus, and I actually have a soft spot in my heart for him, uh, it's going to be Denny Buonga. So big game Denny is who, who I'm looking to see. So remember, wild card is Mahala. And then on Thursday, look for big game Denny to make his mark. That's my stoppage time. It's good stoppage time, Vince. Yeah, I like it. Love Danny Buonga played with a lot of heart, man. I mean, that goal made us all emotional against Portland. I I, I agree with you. I think he's going to take care of Biz. He's just so much fun I, I to will watch. Say, I will say, though, what's interesting is externally we have very high expectations for this team. We've all just said it's MLS Cup or bust. I think everyone on here knows it's MLS Cup or bust. I think everyone around MLS knows it's MLS Cup or bust. But the interesting thing for me going into the playoffs finally is that the team itself knows it's MLS Cup or bust. Um, mm -hmm. Carlos Vela has been pretty transparent about it. The whole team has been pretty transparent about what it is they want to achieve this year. And they will feel that this season is a failure if they don't achieve it. And if this is the first stepping stone to achieve that goal, um, I just like to think that this team, more so than any other game, we've played against the galaxy prior um is ready they're they're ready to go to war they're ready to to try to win the mls cup and if we have to go through the galaxy to get there you better believe this this team will do everything that they can to get there so that's why i'm i'd say more confident than i've ever been going into to an el trafico 
I mean, without a doubt, we've had a great season. We've had a good team. We've got a very exciting team to watch. And while you may call us homers, duh, this is the LAFC 360 show. After all, They're, the Galaxy's race to Sace is going to end in a massive disgrace. And uh, one thing I noted, Joe Totino, been with the Galaxy as their main broadcaster 20 plus years, constantly goes out there and touts for LA by LA. Sorry, Joe, that ain't it. You're near LA. And on Thursday, you will beat and buy L.A. And that's what I'm going to stick with. I'm going to I'm going to I can't I'm not topping that. We're going to end it there. <laughs> so, guys, uh, this has been another great show because of you guys. And I mean, you guys being the chat and Connor Colopsis and Philly. So great show. We'll be back next week. Hopefully, as the as Chris has typed along there, hopefully after a big win. Uh, but one way or another, we're going to talk about it next week. And hopefully we're talking about a conference final the following weekend don't forget to like and subscribe if you haven't already and don't forget that this is done as a podcast if you want to re-listen to it there's a little, little, little tidbits that you want from it subscribe to the podcast uh, and you can listen to it in your car or take us with you to the gym and that's a lot of fun otherwise that's it guys uh i guess one last thing i should tell you is we'll be out there of course on thursday as we are as as we always are uh outside of hq and join us join us before join us after uh, for our pregame tailgate and our instant reaction postgame. So we'll see you there Thursday. Let's get crazy. See you guys at the bank. Happy birthday, John Thornton. Happy birthday, John Thornton. Happy birthday to Michael Rosen, who runs LFC's social media. Love it.